0: now and it is time for the one the only pet chat yeah i kind of fired that off a little bit early but hello cheryl shaw so lovely to see you and hello to paul dr paul how are you i'm
1: very well sarah nice to have you back
0: oh it's nice to be back what are we chatting about today oh sarah come on what's the brooch say oh oh my goodness i'm slipping it's been that long i haven't even looked at the brooch okay a paw a dog tag
2: really Oh, collars,
0: no, the tag, the tag, the information, the making sure mm-hmm. we making... don't have lost pets. Very good point. All right, Cheryl. So we'll be having a chat about that. And Paul, what have we got coming up later today?
1: Well, I thought we talk about prostate disease today.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, mm, very good. And of course, we love taking your calls as well. Four nine two one six two one six is our number. If you've got a question or perhaps a concern about your pet, we are here to help. It's Cat Stevens now. Oh. It's appropriate, isn't it? <laughs> Another Saturday night on 2 RFM. Hello, it's 12 past 12. Another Saturday night. It's 2NURFM, we are talking pet chat Hello to you, 49216216 is our number We've got Dr Paul McCarthy here to answer any of your questions In just a couple of minutes as well, Cheryl Shaw We're looking at tagging our pets And I guess, um, Paul, you would see a lot of pets coming in as well That that have been lost, do they come to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely, often Mm. by choice um, Often when storms come, um, it's a funny thing We see so many dogs run to the vet It's 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 a really funny scenario
0: Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah,
1: often the same dogs. So there's dogs so they who we know, know. We, know by, we know by look now. We don't even check their, their ID because we know, oh, Storm coming, <laughs> that'll be Sam. <laughs> yeah, come oh on in, goodness. Sam. Oh, so my goodness,
0: we'll have a chat about that as well. Now, Cheryl, we're talking about dog tags today and how crucial it is uh, with making sure that your pet has one.
2: That's right. Everybody should be checking that their dog's tag, if they haven't got a tag, that they get one, number one. But if they do have a tag on their dog, that the tag is easy to read. It's very, very important important that you can actually read the numbers on the tag now like paul was just saying we get lots of dogs come to our place as well because they know dog overboard is a friendly place and up they arrive so if there's storms or anything that that scared them they will actually run to a place that they know Mm. is safe yeah well we have a dog named ollie that comes regularly if he gets an opportunity to get out of his gate (laughs) down he arrives so he'll stay with us for the day and we'll give his parents a ring and say you know he's here with us But it's really important that if you, it's okay with Ollie, we know who he is, we know where he comes from. But if a dog presents itself, not just to the vet or to another establishment, but also if you find a dog on the street, it's really important that you can try to locate the owners of that dog. Now, sometimes the tags aren't able to be read easily and the numbers may even be out of,
0: you know. I had that the other week, an out-of-date number I kept phoning and Mm. they ended up saying, oh, we don't, that's not us. Yeah,
1: it's really important to you do change your phone number or your address but you also let the pet find line know so that they can update their details as well
0: what's that, that who, so, who is so it so that you let a,
1: um, on your paperwork for your microchip there'll be yes. a number to contact ah. and you can do it you can even do it online now you can update online right. with the new details and your new contact numbers because the chip's only as good as the details provided to the company because that's
2: something people probably forget about they, they do absolutely move house forget about updating things so it's really important it's really essential to get your pet back that when a, a dog is presented either to the vet or to the RSPCA and they're doing the scanning that we can actually locate the the owner that they haven't, you know, they've moved. So what do we do now? So, Paul, when somebody brings a, a dog into the vet, what do you guys do? How do
3: you reunite? Yeah, so,
1: so the first thing we normally do is, is look for an ID tag mm-hmm. on, a, on a collar because yep. that's very simple. And if there's a number on there, that's the first thing we call. Um, failing that, and look, and sometimes these are dogs who have slipped their leads in, 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 the, in getting out, um, we then scan for a chip. So all dogs in New South Wales um, are legally required to be chipped, um, cats as well. And so we just scan with the micro-scanner. That number comes up on our, on our um, reader, and we can now type that into the website and identify the owner's details from that chip number.
2: Right. And that helps then reunite that pet with their owner. Absolutely. But sometimes um, dogs are, and cats aren't necessarily microchipped. Yes. They've skipped through that. So it then becomes another problem that if there's no ID, then what happens to the, yeah, the dog is, or the cat? this is
1: the sad story. So legally, we, we have to surrender those dogs to council. Yes. Um, they're taken to the pound. And, and then I believe the time the pound is required to hold them is two weeks uh, as a minimum. I think it may be four. Um, and then they either are organized for adoption if possible um, or euthanized. Yes. So it, I, I, as you've already mentioned, we just can't stress enough that identifying your dog and cat is just the most important thing, particularly in those situations, because the outcome isn't always a good
2: one yeah and the thing is too some people don't like tags you know they they don't they're really against tags but there's some great things you can get these days with um the the webbing collars actually embroidered with the pet's um name and phone number and that's a great way if you if you have an aversion to having a tag on your dog at least the collar embroidered is a great option to um to get that number on yeah definitely but it really is important that if you do find a pet that you take it along to the vet or you know you try to get it um rehomed to go or back home again. There is another option you can use as well. There's a lot of um, Facebook sites for rehoming, um, you know, or finding their homes for their, these dogs that have or cats that have got out. I recently actually um, had a dog come into Dog Overboard without a tag, and it went to the vet to get it, um, you know, checked out who it was. But it's really important, and I can't stress enough just how many pets I see without tags on it. So it's yeah. something that is a concern.
1: We put them on our Facebook pages. So yes. often, if you have got a lost dog, check out a vet's facebook page they'll often come up on those sites as well particularly for birds we get lots of stray birds brought in as well um and often we can actually relocate lorikeets um and different cockatiels but you can obviously tell they've been domesticated their own pets but they're not chipped um, so that's often a good way to try and find a lost bird as well is to, con- is to look at Facebook pages.
2: Yeah, I just think that uh, you know, it's really concerning that you lose a pet. You're absolutely devastated when a pet goes missing. So you know, my thing is that you immediately get out and start, once you know that dog is gone, start looking for it, start searching, go to your local vets go to the RSPCA. try all of those facebook sites like you said
0: and you always think look it's not going to happen to me my pet won't get out but you know it can and you've nailed it cheryl it reminds me of a time um we were living with my parents in nelson bay they have a cleaner i was getting my ankle looked at when i'd broken my ankle and i was getting a moon boot the cleaners let gizzy out oh no and he's not a runner But she got him back and then for some reason he's gone again. So we were hours away and when I got home it was getting dark and Gizmo was gone and Mm. you could imagine I was frantic. So I'm in this moon boot and I said to Sean, get in the car, Sean, let's drive, and we drove and drove, and we found him, you know, at 10 o'clock that night.
1: Yeah, it's a lucky thing Yeah, too.
0: oh god, thank goodness. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is, it's one of those scary things, so it's a good preventative just to have that collar, because a lot of people will absolutely call you. We've got a lot of great people out there, yeah. and if they find your, your pet, they will let you know.
2: But another thing, Sarah, is if a pet doesn't have a tag on it, often people take on a different approach to the pet. They say, oh, he hasn't got a home, uh, and they fall in love with them, and yeah. then they keep them. So So, you know, we do, if you've got a tag on, it's more likely that they're going to go, oh, this dog is owned by somebody or this cat is owned by somebody. Let's try to reunite them together. And
0: do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, Now, we were just talking about tagging our animals earlier. Mm. And I I know this was a little bit more morbid. And you did mention it off air, Dr. Paul. But um, it's also really important if someone does come across an animal that's possibly been hit by a car and has has passed.
1: It, It is often difficult for someone to sort of necessarily stop in those circumstances if they do see a deceased animal beside the road. But um, it really does help people have some closure if they do know that that, that has been the outcome. Though sad, um, they don't have to keep looking. There, There, there is that situation. So... Um, often, again, a body ward to the vet hospital, we can still scan those pets and and at least let the loners know what the outcome has been.
0: Yeah, because you're right, the families will uh, go looking and and just left wondering. That's the hardest thing, going, oh, where, you know, has another family got them or, you know, are they still out there? Okay, we're going to go to the phones now and we've got uh, Zara in Macquarie Hills. Zara, what's your question today for Dr. Paul? Hello, I
3: have a 12-year-old standard poodle and she was diagnosed about four years ago with a trauma cataract in only one eye and as of the last month her eye, um, she's getting tear staining and she's never had staining in her life and it's not on the other eye either.
1: Okay. So, Cataracts are where the lens has been damaged and so is now, uh, and often eventually will start to leak protein. So, yep. that protein leaking into the actual chamber of the eye can cause inflammation, and the inflammation yep. can then cause increased tear production. So, the first thing to do would be certainly have your vet assess to see if there's any, uh, what we call hyperemia, which is the redness around the whites of the eye. Um, If that's present, then they also need to just do a measurement of the pressure within the eye. So... Um, cataracts can sadly cause secondary glaucoma as well and that pressure inside the eye can also cause inflammation and swelling so there's two general reasons for, for cataracts causing issue one is that leak protein which irritates the eye but secondarily they can cause glaucoma both are manageable conditions um, and actually cataracts themselves can be re- repaired there's, there's procedures you can do to, to, to do that um, they're referral surgeries, not, not something that's done by a general veterinarian but they can be corrected as well but certainly in a situation where it's been quiet for so long it's less likely that we've got possible glaucoma but I would certainly think that there there might be some leaking of protein and there are medication drops you can use for that.
3: Too easy Too easy, well I'll have to make an appointment, thank
1: you. Perfect (laughs) Thank you (laughs) Zara.
0: Thanks Zara. We've got Brenda now from Valentine Uh, Now Brenda you've got a question about your 11 year old dog Yes I have an 11 year
3: old miniature snap who a couple of months ago had a urinary
0: tract infection and she had a scan and they found she had some small bladder bones. So we put her on a urinary care diet to see if they dissolved. She had another scan yesterday and they haven't dissolved.
3: Mm. And the vet has suggested uh, putting her under an anesthetic filling her bladder with water and shaking it and trying to loosen the stones. Otherwise, she may have to have surgery. And it worries me at her age uh, to have surgery. And also, is doing that procedure with the water uh, likely to help or can she live with these stones?
1: Okay. So, um, the, the first thing to talk about probably is that um, without identification of the type of stone we're not really sure what we're treating so schnauzers can form different stones and and there's some stones that are even more specific to schnauzers than other breed types but if we've had no dissolution of a stone from a diet now was the diet you were using a di- does the diet to try and dissolve the stones that were there or prevent the formation of new ones because urinary care diets come in different categories there are prescription diets that are actively used you use those for six to eight weeks and if it's a struvite stone so that's a type of stone that's made up predominantly of sodium and chloride struvite stones in in a large number of percentage cases will actually dissolve in that eight week period now if they haven't dissolved it either means the diet wasn't directed towards the, the right stones so the stones that your dog has aren't struvite or that the stones haven't responded because of an underlying infection that has made the situation worse I, I would strongly recommend in your situation that surgery would be the best thing to do i think the fact that your dog's 11 schnauzers have an average lifespan of about 16 to 17 so we're not a particularly old dog um and so i think the benefit of removing those stones getting them identified, and then finding out what we can do to prevent their return would be an excellent idea. I think the idea of the, the, the flushing um, would only be of benefit if the stones are small enough to pass through the urethra easily. And in, in general, if they're, if they're visible, they're probably not. So I, I would probably think your, your best bet, and if she were my dog, certainly, I would have a cystotomy performed, I'd have the bladder opened up, have the stones removed fortunately it's not a very high risk surgery to do that um, the stones can then be sent for analysis the diagnosis made of what caused them why they're there and that'll give you the best preventative to try and keep them from forming some stones sadly even in the in um, good cases there are particular stones that can be difficult to to remove completely um, so them returning but if it's one of the common stones, they're a really good diet, so we will have those never return again. So um, I, I would think in this situation, I would have the surgery.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks no so much for the good call, luck. Brenda. Uh, look, we've got Kim from Charlestown on the line. Now, Kim, you've got a three-year-old male cat, and yes. um, he vomits, you know, around once a week.
3: Certainly does.
0: Um, and it seems to be
3: um, undigested food.
1: Okay, so was he a stray or did he come from a breeder?
3: No, he was originally a a rescue cat. Yeah,
1: okay, so... Vomiting undigested food in cats can be overfeeding, so they mm-hmm. will often gorge their food quickly. So cats who have mm-hmm. had to live on the land for a little bit often have a, a need that if they see food, they've got to get it in as fast as they can in case they don't get a meal for the next couple of days. So that okay. that, that, that can certainly be a stimulus, particularly when it's undigested. Is that they've actually eaten so quickly that the stretch receptors in the stomach have fired, and the mm-hmm. stretch receptors have said, "Evacuate the stomach. There's just too much here." Um, mm-hmm. Uh, what breed of cat did you say it was? Is it a domestic oh, short hair?
3: Just a domestic short hair. Yeah. Too. So
1: certainly over-grooming can be a cause for undigested food to be um, brought up as well. Particularly mm-hmm. if you are seeing no fur balls. So mm-hmm, uh, often correct. if there is a fur ball is irritating the cat, they will bring up food because of the fact that the fur is just sitting in the stomach. It's acting a bit like it's a, 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 a taking up space um, mm-hmm. and, and that can bring on vomiting as well. Certainly also diet can play a role as well so keeping Uh consistency in a diet so cats Uh who have a variety of foods offered them on a regular basis sometimes too much variety can be a bad thing um, mm-hmm. and you can actually get inflammation associated with, with a, a regularly changing diet for cats. So mm-hmm. often finding a, a diet your cat enjoys and sticking with it's a good choice as well. And mm-hmm. then, of course, there are the medical conditions that can cause vomiting. So gastritis, mm-hmm. um, inflammation of the pancreas, changes to kidney function and liver function. Vomiting is sadly not a very specific condition in most species. It's just a symptom of a, of a large variety oh. of diseases. Right, with the, with right. the regularity of this in a very sort of yeah. obviously well kept I would think this is more about the the, the, the actual um, amount being ingested at one time, and often the simplest thing to do that is just have small meals regularly rather than leave okay, a large yeah. meal out.
3: Right. Okay. I will definitely go down to the mirror then. I think you're being a bit too well looked after.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never too well looked after.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: thank you for your well, call, you Kid.
1: No <laughs> problems. Thank you. Good luck.
0: We're going to Rob now. Hello, Rob. You're in East Maitland, and a question about your Jack Russell. No, it's not a, a, a question
3: as such. It's just that I rang up and told you a couple of months ago um, that Sharney, my, my little Jack Russell cross, she's decided that she doesn't sleep in the bed. She wants to sleep in a shoebox. Oh, that's um, right. I, yeah. Well, I sent a photo of it to um, to Todd on the morning show, and he's got it on his on his on his. Uh, Morning show
0: page. So if you want to have a look at it, You've it's really it's, it's quite funny. You've got Shani in
3: the shoebox, do you? Oh well, no, she, well, she's chosen to
0: sleep. Yeah, yeah. Bit. The photo is of her in the shoebox, though. Yep. Oh. she's all curled up. Oh, there. do you remember this yeah, one? Paul? Yeah. That was a very funny call. So she's still um she's still happy in the shoebox. Then she hasn't come back to bed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she has now that it's a bit cooler. But she's kind of. Um, <laughs>
1: I, I need to buy a new pair of shoes
2: because she's kind of busted the sides of
1: it a bit. <laughs> 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 Maybe a pair of boots. <laughs> dog, 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 dogs choose all sorts of dens, and so obviously the shoebox is just the right size for Charnie. That's yeah, fantastic.
3: It well, it's a very funny show, a Very, very funny photo. So, If you want to have a look at it, it's, it'll, it'll give you a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> oh, we absolutely will.
0: Thank you so much for the call and for the heads up. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, because is it about feeling safe yeah. when you're in a little confined yeah. space? I know when I fly um I get so scared. I but I feel better when I'm locked in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it really do. It calms me down because it's so small and confined.
1: Excellent. So if you can't get a flight on the flight Sarah's on, we now know why.
0: Oh yeah, I get some looks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do.
1: <laughs> so so certainly most animals actually like to have a den situation. So when when you've got a space um, and often chosen by the pet. I know my cat in particular loves the boxes that that, that um, paper for the printer comes in.
2: Oh As yes. soon
1: as that's emptied, she's straight in. Um, And and certainly I think it's it's about that safety aspect. And we often use that as part of a training mechanism for anxious dogs. If you can provide them a a box or a a crate or somewhere where they know it's theirs that they can go to, it often makes a dog's um, sort of adjustment to their new home a really easy process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, um, I just wanted to mention our dogs of the week. Mm. Now, I think this is a good time to do it. Our first one is Chopper. Now, you can go have a look at Chopper yourself at 2nurfm.com and click on our Dog of the Week. Now, this makes me so sad when I see older dogs that that have ended up in the pound. Mm. Uh, He's 13 years old. He's a cattle dog. He looks beautiful. He's Mm. just, you know, he just looks like an old man that needs some love. That sounded really, (laughs) really bad. I'm I'm talking about dogs here. canine Canine man. canine man. Uh, Look, he found himself in the the local pound, um, which is sad. I don't know how he got there. Um, But he's now being looked after, but he does need a forever home. Uh, He's still got plenty of get up and go. He loves nothing more than a run, especially with some other dogs. Uh, He also enjoys sitting and warming himself at the heater (laughs) um, and a little bit of a, you know... A little uh, bit of a scratch on the belly and a watch of the telly so if you're interested in in an older dog and you can Mm. give them you know some love and give them some good time because he's still got some life in him left yeah yeah you know then maybe have a look at chopper i really do recommend you checking him out uh the other dog we have from one end of the spectrum to the other is maverick oh he looks mischievous doesn't he he's a gorgeous male 10 week old blue cattle dog he's a heartbreaker. <laughs> you know that they do studies and they reckon um i was reading that the That's puppy the eyes, the eyes is a thing yeah that they've mm-hmm. like changed it and evolved over years and years to get that puppy dog look
1: yeah actually there's even a study being done in foxes if you keep foxes in in the domestic situation for long enough they sh- their gen- genotype over over years the the face
3: changes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, Hence
1: amazing. the puppy
0: dog eyes. It's a yeah, thing. We have a yeah. thing for big eyes, I'm yep. telling you. Um, so look, he's he's handsome man. He's a little bit shy, uh, but once you get to know him, he'll be your shadow. He's a very happy, healthy little puppy. He's been raised in a home environment and has been well socialised with other dogs. Uh, probably not suited to a home with cats or pocket pets, as he thinks it's fun to chase them. He will grow into a medium to large dog, so he will need more training. He will need puppy training, um, and he'll also need to sleep inside until he's fully grown so if you're the right person or family uh, for this little guy then make sure you get on and have a look at maverick as well and you can do that at our website too and perfect anything else to add paul with well i guess the the,
1: the important thing for a catalog at 10 weeks is that the, the socialisation is super critical. Mm. So a, like everyone's, I'm sure, met that dog on the back of a ute but hasn't met other people before. They've approached the ute and the dog's gone off. So mm-hmm. these are dogs who have a particularly good guarding instinct. These are work dogs. They, they, they want to work. They're, they're, they're inquisitive, as you, as you already mentioned from his face. Um, these are dogs who need a lot of stimulus to help them as well.
0: Welcome to the show, Laurel. So lovely to have you on. Now, you've got a question about Thank your you. cat.
3: Yes, I do. I just wanted you to explain to me what separation
2: anxiety issues mean, and particularly for my cat.
1: <laughs> okay. Do you have a particular breed of cat, Laurel? She's, he's a
0: ragdoll.
1: Okay. So ragdolls, by their nature, are fairly um, needy cats. They, they, they enjoy company. They enjoy being very close to their owners. Um, I, I've had a ragdoll in the past, and, I, and she was a lovely cat, but she was a cat who always needed to be around me. Uh, or or around somebody. So um, separation anxiety is where the fear of being alone creates abnormal behaviours. Now, those behaviours can manifest as scratching behaviours. So in cats, they might start to to sort of um, scratch lounges, scratch bedding, um, or they can can vocalise. So they might actually wake you up in the night. They might need to sort of be always talking to you. Um, And then there, there can be the display of urination so cats who are under stress okay. will often urinate in different places um because of that anxiety now okay. s- separation anxiety occurs when the owner or the other another pet is absent so there right. is a there are anxiety conditions that occur with people present and then there are anxieties manifestations that are due to a, a separation or a feeling of aloneness
2: okay so, is, is it from when they're
1: um, a kitten, or from... generally, the, it's a genetically inheritable condition. Yes. So, most yes. behaviours okay. in all of all species have an environmental and a genetic factor. So, we can certainly make an environmentally um, induced disease worse. So. Uh, animals who are abused, for example, will will have anxieties. But most anxieties do stem from a genetic predisposition. Now we can help prevent those. So kittens who are are well socialised, are given lots of game activities and also given time alone in that sort of between 8 and 16 week age bracket um, they'll learn coping mechanisms for being alone. So anxieties often stem in cases where the cat has never been left alone. They've never l- learned an independent coping mechanism, and so okay. their anxiety manifests from the fact that they just don't know what to do with themselves when they're alone because they've never learnt any mechanisms to deal with that.
3: Okay.
2: He seems a lot more settled now. I do have another kitten, or she's an adult now, but he has settled down having... And company around. Yeah,
1: and often it's safety in numbers. If you've got another army member in the house that if things are going badly, if there's two of you to fight that, that enemy off, um, separation anxiety can be helped from that. Um, as a general rule, often be careful about introducing very young kittens to an anxious animal, um, in, but they can actually then learn that anxiety is the go-to we, we're, okay. we should all be scared um, but often if you do have the fact that, that, that multiple animals in a household will make the each animal feel that they're less responsible for their own safety, it will help with anxiety conditions exactly
0: Okay. Thanks so much for your call right. well, Thank
1: you. Good. No problem
0: Good luck with it. Hello to Tony in the Blue Mountains. You've got a question about a rescue dog
3: mm, no, My question basically is how can I get in contact with you to um, to, to, to check this dog out the, the dog dog of the week.
0: Puppy. Oh, you oh, are yeah. oh, the dogs of the week. Okay. Look, we might help you out off air, but look, we've got a website. Have you got access to the website? Yeah, okay. 2NURFM.com is the place to go. But look, what I'll do, I'll put you back on hold, Tony, and um, David can help you talk you through it.
3: Thank you very much. But hey, Group that's it. So you, you. you're
0: thinking of getting the puppy, are you? Yeah, yeah,
3: I've got a nice Property and, um, oh,
1: and fantastic. And, yeah, it would
3: be ideal for for a dog. That oh, good good That's for you, Tony. Tony. Yeah. Like yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Oh, good on you, Tony. Well, look, David will answer your questions and point you in the right direction. Thank you very much. Thank you. Isn't that
3: great? Yeah, what yeah. a
0: good story. And a, and a big property as yeah, well. That cattle dog choice. needs to go to perfect somewhere choice. like that. Yeah, so, David, if you're listening, can you please pick up that line that I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> just Because I don't know how to put Oh, hang on, I think I can put him back on hold here. <laughs> yep, he's back on hold. And we'll go to Leanne from Hamilton. Uh, Leanne, a question about your dog? Oh, hang on, Leanne. There you are. I've later just noticed that when I'm out in the yard, um, certain um, aspects of my dog's eyes look like they're slightly cloudy. Mm-hmm. But when she's inside, they're not. Sure. Is there
3: something you can do for cloudy eyes? Can you test for it? You or can. Not? it's a reflection from the sky?
1: Yeah, so certainly there can be different reasons for the cloudiness. So you can get diseases of the cornea. So the cornea is the outer lining of your eye. Um, it's like sort of the window that that, that the the dog looks through Um, and that can have different causes for cloudiness and then there's the lens, so the lens is the actual element within your eye that redirects the light beams to your retina and allows you to see now um, depending upon the age of your dog there can be changes to the lens that can be quite benign age related changes that are not not painful, not a problem. Um, and then there can be other conditions of the lens, that sadly, um, such as as um, cataracts, where, where, where there can be a disease associated. So the first thing to do is, is have a chat to your vet, pop them in, um, and certainly have a look at that. They're, they're generally very easy to determine whether it's a corneal um, uh, cloudiness or a lens cloudiness, and then assess from there whether it's anything to be concerned about.
0: Oh, okay, that, that's helpful,
1: thank you. No problems at all, the best of luck.
0: Thank good on you, Leanne. Yeah, thank you for the call. Now, Paul, what were you going to discuss today? We haven't left you a lot of time, <laughs>
1: have we? That's all right. So and look, I'd much rather take calls and, and what people are interested in than, than what I'm talking about. But we were talking about, it, it's, we are having desexing month at our w- at work this week and just talking about prostate disease. So um, early desexing of males is a really good idea to try and prevent the onset of conditions such as prostatic cancers or prostatitis. Um, both of those are painful conditions um, of of male dogs. The longer the testicles are there, the more likely the prostate will have conditions associated with them. Right. And so unless you were intending to breed from your dog, you can really minimise the risk of prostate disease and certainly prostate cancer with early desexing.
0: Okay, well, let's see whether we do have another... Co- oh, no, I might have tried to pick it up and it's disappeared. David might be popping it through.
1: But the signs of prostate disease are often easy to find. So often dogs will have problems past Passing urine or when they do pass urine there'll be blood in the urine Um, a a stream that stops and starts is an often indicator of prostate disease and eventually if the prostate gets so large you can get um, problems with constipation and pain when trying to pass faeces
0: and we might go into more detail about that um in the coming weeks when when we've got a chance uh robin tanulba bay what's your question Yes, um, we're new to the area and we have our two greyhounds
2: um, with the council down at Blacktown but we've moved up here and we have put it into the council up here at Fort Stevens. but if our dogs do get lost and get out, does it automatically go to the council to be checked?
1: So what will happen generally is that the vets will try and contact the website first. So provided that your phone number on the website hasn't changed, then then any vet can contact you before it goes through to council. Um, if a dog is taken to council with Chip in place because of the fact that they, we, the vet hasn't been able to find you, the council will keep your dog for longer and will will try all avenues to reach you on that on on the details provided so provided that your phone number mobile hasn't changed you will still be reachable there is a delay i'm understanding in the processing from different councils but the pet fine line details you can change online yourself
2: oh good all right then well thank
3: you very much
1: that's okay on your paperwork you'll have for your microchip there'll be an email uh, there'll be a website address to go to you can go to that, that, that website and change your own details
3: all right,
0: good. Thank you very much
1: for that. No, good Thanks, to get that organised. Oh,
0: another good topic there, Cheryl. So yeah. you've
2: got us all thinking. It's such a worry that pets can get lost so easily. And, you know, like you said, Paul, there can be that delay with changing with the changing paperwork. The council. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you yeah. know, people need to make sure that they've got their. Um, information up to date as much as possible definitely
0: now look we're just about out of time dr paul mccarthy i believe this is the last one for you for a month
1: it is i have a holiday coming up Uh, so so holidays are the the
0: best (laughs) oh we're gonna miss you
1: oh thank you that's very kind you
0: think of us
1: (laughs) of course when you go to (laughs) (laughs) you're
0: going to disneyland i know i'm so excited oh my goodness but cheryl You'll be here next week? The no, no next week. the No, oh, It's the first... It's the first... You're all ditching me, see? You're, you're paying me... <laughs> th- Actually, I'm not here next Wednesday either. What am I talking ah. about? <laughs> oh, well. Pet Chat will be back, though.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.